Good morning, Carly. How are you today? Very good. Thank you, Julie. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And today we are also welcoming our special guest, Hayley. Thank you for being here, Hayley. Morning. Thank you for having me. So, Carly, I think you know, over to you because uh, you and Car- you and Haley have already started to have some great conversations, and uh, I think you're going to have a great podcast today because Haley's got so much to share with us. Yes, thank you. So, Haley, I mean, I saw Haley up on social media just doing her thing and talking about her work and her life, and I was really intrigued. So. Um, I connected um, that way with Hayley and um, then I discovered when I went onto your Instagram so you run your own business you're an award-winning therapist and you campaign for mental health so I was like right we've got to get this girl on the podcast <laughs> and, and, and just get to know you and, and, and really kind of understand where it all started for you uh, how far you've come um, when when you became an award-winning therapist did things change for you and so yeah we'd love to kind of get an insight into your beginnings if you like okay perfect absolutely so I just want to know a few things um also on your YouTube I noticed that you have um a wonderful video um so you kind of um create this image of yourself as Mary Poppins (laughs) it's going to be something I'm sure a lot of people will now go onto your website or your 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 social media click on the link and check this out because again you know how have you created this image how do you keep up this image so fire away let us know everything tell us all (laughs) um yeah I mean I do I, I should probably preface by saying you know it's I don't, you know, I'm not happy in Mary Poppins energy every single day. I have my down days and, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge those. So you're able to go out and, you know, give because that's what this industry is. It's about, you know, giving. We give a lot, don't we? So, um, you know, and I think I'm, I've done so much research on, on how massage therapy affects people, especially those with mental health issues. Um, and of course, I mean, I have my own story with mental health and massage as well. And so I know firsthand the effect massage has. And so the passion I get from that keeps me going. So, you know, I, I have clients that I see every week, so week in, week out or every fortnight. And I have done for years and, you know, they rely on me to be at my best. They rely on me to be like this uh, to help them as well. And so that, you know, that keeps me going every week, it, you know, seeing the difference that it makes, definitely. And when you say you've got, you've had your own journey with mental health, do you, can you kind of expand a bit on that for us? Mm, definitely. I, my mental health journey starts from a very young age. I'm a survivor of childhood trauma. And, you know, like many, many children who have had trauma, I suppressed it, didn't tell anyone for years. And... Um, yeah, I came forward with it in my 20s, but shortly after I gave birth, the the physicalities of the trauma erupted. So the, the birth was the trigger of that. And I had post-traumatic stress disorder, severe depression, anxiety, and it was it was so sudden. It was just as I was being wheeled back round to the ward, actually. And 
I, I struggled for so many years and it, it affected every aspect of my life, um, you know, to the point where I felt like it had taken from my daughter the mother she should have had. So that's how bad I felt about myself. And so it was really hard to, you know, get through. And I was I was on and off antidepressants for for quite a while, but I could never get on top of it. And a couple of years after I gave birth, I finally got round to getting a massage myself. And the the impact was unbelievable. It was it was I just couldn't believe it. I, I actually ended up booking in a few more, but what the massage did it helped these plethora of symptoms I was struggling with. So my muscles were incredibly heavy. I, you know, my whole body was just exhausted. My heart rate was fast all the time. And, you know, any noise that was unexpected, it would just race and I'd feel sick. I had headaches and, you know, I, I didn't expect to struggle with these symptoms with mental health issues, but the massage helped those. And, you know, not only that, but the massage helped to reawaken my body again and bring life back into it and take away some of that heaviness that was dragging me down. Um, and it, because of that, it freed up that cycle that I was in where, you know, the physicalities of my, my depression and post-traumatic stress disorder were just feeding back into my mental state. And I was stuck in this vicious cycle. And the massage broke helped to break that cycle so then I was able to focus on helping the mental side of things um and so that was a huge wake-up call for me yeah. I mean obviously you know I've, I've worked with tens of thousands of clients and I've I've seen firsthand the impact massage therapy has had you know I've I've worked with clients who have you know who are bereaving who are going through divorce who are you know clients who are really ill people who have who have all have their own unique story but the massage therapy has always had that same positive effect and so to then be in those shoes and experience that when I needed it the most kind of just woke me up and made me realize that how amazing this industry is and what this industry can do and you know what we can offer and so that's where the campaign the you know the campaign was was born from really right oh gosh honestly you as you're talking my body's tingly again (laughs) podcast lately (laughs) I really resonate with a lot of what you said and um it really if, well, first of all, it's like um, a light bulb moment that people are experiencing similar things. And, and just by sharing that, automatically, you don't feel like you're the only one. Mm. So, you know, mm. Thank you for sharing that, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, but just to, to for me to kind of understand, so how many years before you had your child, were you a therapist? So I, I've been a therapist, so I went straight into training from school. So I always wanted to be a therapist. Um, I went into training already really passionate about what we do. Um, my dad always used to give me little hand and foot and head massages when I was young. And I was, it was always profound to me, the effect it had on my body. From a really young age, I was always really aware 
And so, you know, when I went into the training, I was just already really excited. And I always knew massage therapy was, you know, my thing. Um, and so yeah, I went into the training doing that. And then after I completed my two years, I went actually straight to work at Penny Hill Park, nice. which obviously, if you know Penny Hill Park, they are one of the best bars. They're incredible. But the foundation of you know, their their ethos is customer service. And so, you know, kind of being so young and, you know, going, that was my first job. My foundation of being a therapist is very much customer service. That's how I work. It's all about the client. It's all about how to make the client's experience special. Um, and so from there on, I've, I've been working by myself for the last 11 years, but, you know, everything I do is very much influenced by my time at Penny Hill. And, you know, again, it's all about the customer service for me. So, um, And so you're kind of bringing that five star experience into people's homes. Yes, I do. Yes. By um, work. I, yeah, go sorry, on. Go. <laughs> I'd say I work in um, a nice area over in Cobham, Oxshot Way. And so, yeah, I see about, I'd say about five or six different houses a day. Wow. I just don't know where you get this energy from. <laughs> I, I did some mobile massage for a few years and and clearly wasn't doing it right because it burnt me out. So you've got some kind of magic ingredient that <laughs> oh, we need you. to know about. But like you said, is it sheer, sheer kind of um, connection to your bigger goal? And that's what keeps you going every day. Mm. It's exhausting lugging a couch in and out of people's homes and setting up and putting packing it all away, let alone the you know the the time that you have with them on the couch. So you've obviously got it down to a T. So I congratulate you for that. <laughs> and um, just going back to the 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 kind of moment that you you realize that massage can transform and help so many conditions based on your suffering. Um, you know, it's funny because you said, was it a few years before you had a massage after your child? And isn't that silly? You know, not mm. you're not silly, but I I totally get that because I think, you know, we're skilled in this, experts mm. in the field. And when it comes to you, it took you years to have the massage. Isn't yeah. it crazy? Um, yeah. Know, it just, and then you, it's like, again, it, you had the massage why didn't I do this sooner? This was the medicine that I needed from mm. day one. And um, what kind of, was it just the sheer engulfing of all those feelings and and all that, that sort of suffering that came over you that prevented you from getting treatment sooner? I, I, I do think it was related to the depression. I, I stopped looking after myself. I, I didn't look after myself at all, to be honest. And I know that's obviously probably with most mums, they tend to put themselves on the back burner anyway as well. But I just, I didn't, I didn't like myself. Uh, I, I complete, I just, I hated myself and I couldn't bring myself to get that care. Mm. So it was, and that's why this campaign is so important mm. because I think a lot of people, like when you talk about these stories and like you say, you can resonate with that. I think it's important because it can help others to understand that these are things that you need when you are feeling that they're so important. Mm. 
um, to put some care back into you. And again, it's hard when you're the carer or you've always been the carer and then you realise that actually you need to get that back for you. But it's just not in your nature to receive because you're the giver. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, it's a practice, it's a, self, a self-care self practice that you need to adopt. And and if, if we're going to be out there caring for people, we need to know firsthand what it feels like to be cared for, not just yeah. to be giving that. Absolutely. Do you feel, Hayley, that... Um doctors should be prescribing massage as an alternative for some people I do feel yes yeah it might not be you know necessary or you know appropriate in every single case Mm -hmm. but I do think doctors should have a list of you know fully qualified therapists in their books so they can refer their patients over when they feel it's necessary definitely yeah, because I'm thinking here, you know, we were all obviously during lockdown, we were unable to work, but there was a campaign going on to try and get massage to be seen as being an essential. And I think what you've just said there and I just explained and shared is such a powerful case for that going forward that, you know, that should never be allowed to happen again. You know, we are able mm. to work safely. We know how to work safely and mm. we can bring so much to so many. Exactly. Yeah. No, I do agree. Do you feel like you, just going back into your childhood a little bit, just um, when you were raised, were you in raised in like a conventional sort of environment? So, you know, where you go to the GP for all the all your problems and is that correct? If I, yes. And accurate? Yeah. Um, the reason I ask that is because at, at that moment when you were kind of in the hands of a conventional hospital or I presume you you gave birth in in a conventional hospital is that right I did yeah and then you know the back the knock-on effect of everything that happened to you I guess you were already in that conventional environment so that's where you felt you could only get the help in terms of you mentioned antidepressants and, and that kind of thing mm. so it's interesting isn't it how even though you are in a, in a field of alternative complementary therapy, you almost by default went back to that conventional path as if that was the, the thing that you needed the most, when actually none of that really progressed your healing. It was the massage that, mm. that turned a corner for you. So it's just that it highlights that conditioning, I think. That we Absolutely. Are- yeah it's it's a really good point and actually it's funny you say that because it took me about a year to take antidepressants and I remember when I'd made the decision it was like okay I've made the decision I'm going to go on antidepressants and it, I, it was almost like okay this is it I'm fine now do you, do you know and it was it it was that was my first thought and then when I decided I thought okay I'm on antidepressants I'll be fine now but it it was you know it wasn't the case um at all um and so you're right that that conditioning the first thought was the antidepressants and the next thought was okay great I'm fine now I've got my antidepressants um and so that again is another component of the campaign it's it's to try and open our minds to the different options we have you know and I think with mental health the the way we look at mental health has changed so much and 
our you know our medicines and what we do to help people with mental health issues need to change as well we you know and massage therapy is proven to help with mental health issues so so talk about the campaign for us what's it what's yeah. the name where can people get information on it who's mm. supporting you with with the campaign and what's your bigger goal for it so the main goal the ultimate goal is to have massage therapy prescribed as a treatment on the nhs that's the big goal <laughs> fingers okay. crossed is there's obviously quite a big gap and there's a lot of people not being able to get treatment because there, there aren't enough resources on the nhs at the moment so to have our industry fill that in and to help those people kind of who aren't getting that help is the goal that's what i would love to happen Obviously, there are lots of goals that need to happen before to make that happen. For example, you know, upskilling therapists to, you know, be able to deal with clients with mental health issues, um, more awareness to people with mental health issues on, you know, on how massage therapy can help them. Um, so that that's the ultimate goal. And they're the main goals at this point in time. So I launched the campaign in July Um up until July, it was just, you know, myself and my husband at home talking about it. Um, I then bought in a specialist HR company who are specialised in this industry called Vivid. And so Dan's been helping me to kind of get the awareness out there first. Yeah. Um, the next stage now we're going into is the collaboration stage. So we're trying to get collaborations with, you know, charities and brands um because obviously a campaign of this magnitude can't just be achieved by myself so we're just trying to get as much of the industry involved as possible at the moment so absolutely fantastic, fantastic. and there's yeah. information through your social channels and what yes yeah yeah so I do have a website which is www.massageformentalhealth.com four as in the number four um, and it's got lots of information on there including some of the research that the campaigns you know based on um, and you know other things too and also you can find me on Instagram which is Hayley underscore Snishko. Yeah great thank you and then um just going back to, we didn't talk that much about you being an award-winning therapist. <laughs> Don't want to miss out on that big. big well, of course. <laughs> so, so what? How did this come about? Oh well, you know, I am um, so I've worked for myself for eleven years, and lockdown came, and I wasn't on social media at this point, and I just kind of been kind of working by myself for eight nine years, and when lockdown came and everyone went online it was so obvious that I wasn't online and so I thought okay well we'll just give this a go and suddenly you know I kind of started growing my you know social media and I started connecting with others in the industry and I thought this is great I'm actually you know connecting with people this is fantastic and I remember I saw the Babtac had a, a category for mobile therapists and I think it was their first year and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it because it would be really great. It really great to do just to just to kind of it's a good way to analyze where you are at with your business and, you know, where you're at as a therapist. And so I thought it would be a good thing. And then I ended up winning it, which was <laughs> which is unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Honestly, that, that really does highlight that. Because that's quite a daunting thing, isn't it? I mean, I'm, it I'm, is, I'm, yeah. I'm a lot of therapists were like, oh, no, I don't want to enter because I'm not good enough. Or, 
you know but look at the way you approach that was just with such clarity you know well it's it's actually a learning curve for me so gosh mm. that's I really admire you for that that's incredible um and Jules did you want to finish with the with one yes last for I mean you know if you could share just two things for up and coming therapists um let's say on setting boundaries for example um let's start with that one where would be your top two takeaways on setting boundaries that's a good question um i think firstly coming back to self care mm. i think the first and most important boundary is making sure you are looking after yourself yeah. first because you can't give from an empty cup. Nope. Uh, I've been there, I've done that, and it's not fun. Mm. And you have to learn not only what your self-care looks like, because self-care is different for everyone. It's not, you know, it's not the same thing. Um, but you have to understand what the signs are when you need to use that self-care. Mm -hmm. So I think most importantly is self-care. So understanding what and when they are, um, that's the biggest thing, looking after yourself and not burning out. Yeah. Um, and kind of going on from that, I think the, the next most important thing is learning how to say no. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's such an industry where we already give so much and it's so easy just to say yes to everything. Okay, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll squeeze that one in. Yes, I'll do that for you. But you have to learn to if you if you if your body feel feels like you need to say no you need to say no if, you, if something doesn't feel right for example if you had a client that you weren't sure about you need to learn to say no you need to be able to know to step away from something yeah. just to look after yourself mm -hmm. um and I think that's really important that's something I've learned over the 15 16 years I've been doing this you know I was always very much a yes person said yes to everything did everything helped anyone I could I didn't look after myself and I just burn out. I've done it a couple of times and I burn out, I get really ill and then I have to reevaluate and reassess everything. So yeah. I think, yeah, looking after yourself and learning to say no. So what do you do for yourself then physically, let's say physically, mentally and spiritually? Could you sort of give us an insight there on, on your, either your weekly routines or your <laughs> daily hacks to keep that in yes. balance? I, what do I do? So for me, one of my biggest things, and at first it was always really hard for me to admit this, but being a mum, I'd always feel so guilty, but I need to be on my own. So when I get to a point where I feel a bit overwhelmed by things, I have to just be away from everyone and just be by myself. Mm -hmm. So I, I make sure I have time every day, even if it's just 10 minutes, just on my own, just to sit down. And, you know, whatever I do in that time, whether I read or just, you know, I'm on social media, although I should cut that back more or watching a film. Um, I, I need time by myself. So time on my own for me is my biggest thing. Um, and also, you know, if I'm really stressed, I jump on the bike. I have to exercise because um, it just helps to get all of that kind of stress and anxiety when it builds up. Uh, it just helps to get it out, really. Um, and as well, massages when I get time, <laughs> massages and reflexology. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a massage junkie myself. <laughs> oh, are you? I can get them at any chance. <laughs> um, and just to close, uh, what about some practical advice for any of uh, therapists out there who are thinking about setting up um, a mobile business? And, you know, what are the keys to success? Because it's not always evident 
you know, going into other people's homes. We already mm. did a podcast in last season about, um, you know, the fears of, you know, being in those situations where you're going to be taken mm. advantage of. So, you know, what would be your, again, there, something that you'd like to share for young therapists who are thinking about a career as a mobile therapist? Mm. Well, I think firstly, with mobile therapy, the way I've done it is I've pretty much been quite strict on being a refer only business. Right. And that that's mainly for obviously from a safety point of view, as you say, you're going into people's houses, you might not know. Um, and, you know, referral also is one of the biggest ways of getting new clients too. Um, and so I invested quite heavily in, you know, referrals. That's what I push. And I think also another piece of advice is try and find your niche. Mm. You know, when I started doing this, when I started mobile therapy 11 years ago, I tried to offer everything. Um, but for, I mean, for me, I found that personally didn't work. You know, massage was my thing. So I streamlined my treatment menu down. I offered a selection of treatments that worked for the clients I was looking after. And and that that for me was the best thing I did, just kind of specializing in the massage and the skincare. And that was it. So I'd say kind of refer only and, you know, find your niche and just stick with that. Wise words. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Thank you. The confidence that you exude is something mm. that I think lots of therapists will 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 connect with and just yeah want to build on because again it really is about knowing who you are knowing what you want mm. and going out and get it, getting it and that does sound cliche but sometimes do you know what it's so true and you know I you know I you know I haven't always been this confident it, it took me it took me a few years to kind of get when I started by myself to get into the flow of it and it took me it took me making mistakes and doing things wrong to learn how to do it right you know and it you know it's taken me a bit of time but you know I kind of feel like I'm there now <laughs> Hayley thanks so yes, much thank for you so much with us and uh, uh if you have any questions for us or Hayley please email sparsisterspodcast at gmail.com connect with us on social media at sparsisterspodcast check Hayley's Instagram out Hayley do you want to share that link again Yes, certainly. So my Instagram is um, at Hayley underscore Snishko. And I will clarify the spelling on that. It's S-N-I-S-H-K-O. It's Hayley under Snishko. Thank you. And you can definitely count on us to also support with your your campaign as well, any way we can. Thank you so much. That'd be amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Hayley. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.